um, Walking Dead this last little bit was good. It was good. There were some episodes that were clunkers, but mainly. But then just drop us right back into a show that is just so freaking bad. Uh, hi folks, I'm Timothy Harvey for SciFiForMe.com and HorrorForMe.com, and this is Mr. Dustin Adair. Mm. And you get us in two different ways this uh, season of Fear the Walking Dead. You get us uh, first as a podcast, which is our we're try this uh, this show as a podcast, and also we'll have video up for it later. But uh, we're going to start with just the sounds of our voices mm. as we discuss the terrible, terrible people of Fear the Walking Dead. Because they are all terrible, terrible people. Well, okay. Let's let's just hang on for one minute because it's thinking about this. Okay. The old guy. Mm-hmm. He Daniel. Daniel. While being kind of a terrible person, is also pretty awesome. That dude is cool. He's disturbingly pragmatic, but he also last season is the one who basically opened up the stadium. Doors, which mm-hmm. is kind of a terrible thing to do. Right, but, you know, they have reasons. Well, yeah, of course they have reasons. Number two, uh, Nick, the little drug addict guy, he's fine. Oh, no, he's great. He's actually the best reason to watch this show. Um, Strand, I enjoy in, in a what's-gonna-happen-with-this-guy kind of way. Um, he has no moral compass as far as we can tell. No, but I think he's, he's, he, his whole drive is to survive. Oh yeah, no, he's definitely a survivor. Right. But see, the problem I think we're going to have with Strand is that he has a very similar worldview to Carol season five. Mm, Okay, sure. And while we were able to get there with Carol, like we went on that journey with her, and so we feel like, ah, oh, awesome, badass, you know, this. We didn't get to go on that journey with Strand. We don't know what led him to the, I'm going to survive no matter what. Well, he's st- still very much the mystery character in yes. the show. Um, but uh, um, our father, our mom, that would be uh, Madison, Travis, uh, Nick, who's the drug, drug addict son. Uh, Alicia the is the daughter. Um Lisa is... Eliza is dead. Yes. Um, Chris is the idiot. Chris is the son. terrible, terrible son. God, I hate that kid. <laughs> and uh, Ophelia, who's the daughter. Right. We had one line this uh, week. And where we left off last season was they had all gotten to Strand's house mm-hmm. down by the beach. Um, uh, Liza had gotten bit, mm-hmm. and so they had to kill her. Mm-hmm. And her son is reacting poorly. And now as we open this episode, we basically have L.A. is on fire. Right. And we're watching that first couple of minutes going, why are things blowing up? Yeah, where, so, did, where what happened? We got a pyrotechnics budget. Yeah. Our pyrotechnics budget is awesome. And then we don't, it's probably five, six minutes before we actually pull back and see that basically oh, yeah. LA yeah. is being bombed. Because we're very confused because the last season ended in a daytime shot of Alicia dying, and Alicia Liza dying. And so now it's nighttime, and we're both like, pretty sure this show, but but if you think about it, you're, I think you're supposed to extrap, extrapolate out that, you know, they've 
taking a couple of trips out to the boat to bring sure. things over because at this point only Madison and Gary and Hoobastank and the dead body are still on land. <laughs> and there's like a couple of little things. So I think they've been working this whole day to get stuff out there. And uh, now they decide to take Liza's dead body. No, 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 no. Chris decides. Chris is like, I have to take her with us. I can't leave her. While the zombies are attacking his, his father. father. And, and Madison. And basically... He, and he's he, sitting there by the body. Yeah, he's just like... And uh, it's... I, I, I feel kind of bad that I want this kid to die. Oh, no, don't. I feel... I want him to die so hard. Um... But I don't really feel all that bad that I want him to die because he's terrible. He's, he's absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. No, and and so they, they get on the boat mm-hmm. and nobody says anything about bringing the corpse on board, which is really weird. Um, and they get away, and um, it's you know it's very much the really just awkward everything. Everybody on the show is just awkward with each other. Mm-hmm. There's no. It's like the day after an orgy. Nobody knows how to look at each other in the eye. I, I cannot, Nobody I cannot knows speak what that to this. stain I, is. I don't have any idea. Uh, well, in this show, we know what that stain is. Mm. And it's uh, it's usually somebody's bodily fluids and not the fun kind. Right. Um, can I just can we just talk for like a second about how awesome that it is that Nick is still wearing that old man's clothes? Oh, God, yes. Nick, Nick is the reason to watch this show. Yes. Nick is actually the reason to watch this show. He it's is... Windbreaker... Um, is, that's everything the old man was wearing when he stole those clothes. He is still in them. Yeah, and was in them all that six seasons or six episodes last season. Starts the season, and I hope he never takes them off. I hope that's Daryl's vest level <laughs> commitment to these clothes. <laughs> he is the character who is actually he's he has no fear. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very proactive. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's kind of, he has his terrible moments too. I mean, last season when he was stealing drugs from yeah. the, but you know, from the neighbor. Um, but he's also just got this. He's the he's the one you actually enjoy watching, right? Um, and there's actually a moment later in the show where where Strand is talking about how everybody has to pull their weight; they have to be worth something. And the, the kid looks at him and goes, "So what am I worth? Ooh. I'm a junkie." And uh, but yeah, he's he he is fearless, and that's what Strand values in him. Um, we, we run across a, uh, a boat full of survivors or people trying to survive mm-hmm. and Strand, of course, will not help them. Um, but I, I'm, I'm kind of with him. It's, there's a, there's a curious question you're being asked to make as a viewer here, which is, do you sympathize with the pragmatic viewpoint? Which is, we have, we are alive. We have to make sure that we are staying alive. Mm-hmm. Um, where does the... Where does the milk of human kindness come in in mm-hmm. a situation like this? And I mean, Strand is is certainly at the end of of the spectrum where he's like, you know, yeah. And I can definitely see his point in that moment. I mean, I, I thought I've been. Uh, you, you never know what you're going to do when you're in that moment. But I have to think. I think of it like when I am driving down the road and I see a homeless person on the street. Mm-hmm. I do not pull my car over take that homeless person into my car, take them back to this house, and bathe them and feed them and give them new clothes and let them live with me. Sure. I keep, I actually do uh, keep bags of food, and my, me and my children hand them out to homeless people on the street, and 
I have in the past made sure to tell them where services were in the local mm-hmm. area and stuff like that. But, and I would I would have thought that would have been a better solution. That's always, you know, to show. Like, here, we can't, we're not taking you on our damn boat, but, you know, here's a couple of jugs of right. water and, uh, and a, you know, can of saltines, you know. No, I completely get what you're saying. I don't, that, that, but also I think that in a pure, almost mathematics kind of way, you look at the sheer amount of space on the boat and the sheer number of people crammed onto those rafts or whatever they were. That was, yeah, that was a lot. It was probably Um, 20, 30 people on that. And it would have been, they would have, they would have been overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know, it's, it's. He's already established that they have enough. Supplies and fuel to last them three thousand miles, which nautically is ways a ways. Yeah, and and, and four thousand if the engine doesn't if they don't push the engine too hard, which of course they're going to push the engine too hard here very very quickly. Um, we then kind of move on to the oh yeah, let's finally get rid of the body mm-hmm. to um, have a little funeral. Uh, and Cliff comes out and does a does a you know my ex wife was was. Yeah. Pretty cool. I like we really like my ex-wife. You know, and, and, and like her enough. Had a baby with her. At least right over there being a dick. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> we're like, the line, the line was something like, the best thing we ever did together was our son. And Dustin and I are like going, no, mm-hmm. no, that, that, that would be incorrect, sir. I'm afraid that's not at all the best thing you ever did. Because this kid is just terrible. Because next, after dad gives the speech, the kid comes over and literally flips the table that, that his mom's body is on into the ocean. Mm-hmm. He is just like, and then he storms off all, all you know, angry teenager. And then, then Dad tries to comfort He's like, you shot my mom. But he's like, dude, she got bit by the dead. Well, and the kid's like, I could have, I, I could have made it better. No. No, you couldn't. She was bit by the undead and no. I remember being a teenager. And a looming threat of a mysterious and dangerous enemy ship gaining on the Avondale and her crew. Suddenly, there's hardly like is now. Suddenly, the mute goes off on, on the television. Is there, um, anyway, I remember being a teenager. Okay, I completely get it. The sound will not turn off. It is possessed by the spirit of bad writing. Oh, sorry. Um, okay, I'm not sure the writing is so much bad. It's just we've 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 spent so much time disliking these characters overall last season that we are come back in with another episode of these folks, and they're exactly the same. Right. And everything we didn't like about them before, we still don't like. We still don't like about them. Um, um, yeah. So he tries to convince his son, and his son is like, "Well, you know," smacks his dad in the face, and. Cliff's still, still too mealy-mouthed. Yeah. Uh, Chris is still just, oh my god, like like you said, I've never wanted a 15-year-old to die more. Like, at, And then at one point, he like jumps off the boat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> jumps off the boat. Wait, wait, wait first, first we have the two, he and... He and uh, um, uh, Madison. He and, no, uh, he and Daniel have the fishing moment. Oh, right. right. Where they catch the eel. And it's a bonding thing of some kind. Um, then they have the then they have the dinner, mm-hmm. but meanwhile, uh, Madison, the the daughter, has been taking the radio and trying. It's Alicia. To, oh, I'm sorry, Alicia. Thank you. Has been trying to. Um, how do I? How am I the one that knows all these names? I don't know. That's very strange. 
you have them written down in your hand? Nope. Okay. Moral quandary Rick has been... Moral quandary Rick is way. every character on this show except for Strand. Yes. Um, and maybe Nick. Maybe Nick. But... <laughs> so she's, she's checking the radio to try and tune in at anybody, and she connects with a guy... And she's having the, you know, the long-distance bonding thing. And then he's like, there's only me and my my dad, my brother and his wife, and we're trapped on our boat, and blah da blah da blah, blah And she's like, well, we'll come and get you. And Strand's like, no, 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 we're really not going to do that. Um, because he has three rules. Um, this is his boat. Uh, this is his boat. And in case you forget those two, this is his boat. So. Um, I have a feeling that that's going to come up. Oh God! Yes, no, really quick. This is uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna deal with this is his boat. Well, yeah, because we we do have this bit where uh, Chris jumps overboard essentially because the boat isn't moving. The boat, mm-hmm. the boat is just sitting there for some reason. Um, and Chris jumps overboard, and everyone's like, ah! <laughs> and so Nick jumps overboard after him mm-hmm. and discovers that Chris is like, I'm swimming. Fully clothed. I, I wanted to go... In tennis shoes and a hoodie. For a swim? Fully okay. clothed in tennis shoes and a hoodie. Um, and so Nick has this moment where he's he's enjoying the, the beauty of the ocean, and the, the cinematography is really cool because it's underwater photography, and all this. And meanwhile, up on the bridge, Strand is like saying, you know, coming across something, because apparently the boat is still moving in some way, because all of a sudden, we have a... We first thought the plane... A, uh, I was really hoping it was the plane. Because we've been, t- we've been promised the plane for all the little uh, uh, mini-episodes all through this season of The Walking Dead. That somebody from the plane was going to survive and become a cast member on Fear the Walking Dead. Right, so we're watching this going, oh, it's the plane! And it turns out it's not the plane, it's another boat with a bunch of uh, dead people. Because Nick looks up and it's, oh look, there's a zombie swim, sort of swimming above me. And... That's it's probably. very artful the way that he dodges all the zombies in the water. I really like that. That whole moment. sequence was really kind of pretty mm-hmm. in a weird way. So he gets on the boat thinking that he heard he heard someone in there in trapped, there. and he ends up getting a yacht log, which is when we we realize that oh okay, oh, yeah. it's not the plane because the interior was kind of vague. It was you know, it could I have kind been. of feel like they maybe have were trying to trick they us. They may have been. It may have been a, a a tease there, but he gets the yacht log and he gets back. And, um, meanwhile, you know, the daughter gets, gets her friend back on the phone or on the radio and he's He's like, I'm sorry, we can't come get you. And he's like, don't worry, I'll see you soon. Which is a little odd. Um, but then you realize that there's another boat coming in very, very fast. And Strand is pretty sure that it's the folks who did, who destroyed this other boat. And kind of now they're coming for them. And that's where we basically leave our cliffhanger. Um, with a teaser, the teaser stuff actually shows us the plane. So we know that we're going to get the plane here. But the plane looks like it landed on, it crashed on land. So, But they did have some some interesting stuff, I think. Somebody says, hey, you should we should go to Hawaii. And I was like, hey, we should go to Hawaii. There are a bunch of different islands in the Hawaiian chain. Um, depending on where the virus hit and how it was spread initially, because we still don't know, um, then it may have not made it to Hawaii, or it may not have made it to some of the smaller islands. Yeah, um, you never know. And even if they did, even if it did hit Hawaii, 
What did we, we did we calculate that it would take nine nine kill nine walkers a day, and you could clear out the entire eastern seaboard in right. fourteen days? They're not going to think of this, however. No, no. Um, it's I kind of I kind of want to like this show, and I'm having I still have a hard time doing it. I kind of want to like this show too. I think we're supposed to like this show. Like, it's got all the things we're supposed to like. It's actually, it's a cast of really good actors. I mean, these are talented people. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, I'm sure that the guy who plays Chris is not the worst human being in the world. Right. He's very, very good at playing a terrible, terrible teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and Alicia was, was a lesbian murdered on the 100 not too terribly long ago. Yeah, and uh, she was apparently quite popular on the show. I have I don't watch One Hundred, but I've yeah, nobody. Well, nobody in our age range watches. It is not actually for us. Mm-hmm. I don't. Think. I watched like the first two episodes and was like, I'm just too old. <laughs> this is somebody who watches Teen Wolf religiously. Right. I'm too old for the One Hundred. Yeah. But I hear that it's crazy pants. I might actually try it again. I, yeah, I've heard it's actually really good. Um, Madison. Yeah. Madison is a character. I think we're supposed to. That's supposed to be, I think, our, she's supposed to be our Rick. I, I think that's, that's... I think she's supposed to be our guy. But she's... Uh, I mean, she makes she makes pragmatic decisions. She's sensible. She's just not there yet. She says, she, maybe she's just not there yet. But she, she kowtows to other people's opinions too much. And I think, like, we'll get there. I think that we're going to get there this season with her, where we're going to be like, you know... It's the, same, it's the same thing with Travis. I mean, Travis is Travis is a good-hearted person, mm-hmm. um, but he's. I think he's still living in this idea that somehow that that's going to be okay to just be a good-hearted person if you mm-hmm. just want to be right. kind and helpful. Yeah, and I don't think that's. And I don't. I don't like the idea that we're looking at these characters thinking they need to be. Harder, right? And the thing, but I think that that's definitely an issue with the Walking Dead world because mm-hmm. you know I played the uh, the Walking Dead, the official Road to Redemption game right. for a little yeah. while, and every time that you came across a person, or you know, in the story mode as you're playing, you would come across people, and you always got an option like, do we fight these people immediately? Do we help them? Do we let them go? Whatever. And I always tried to help them or let them go or whatever. Like, sure. You know, help the people. Like, you walk you walk up and it's like, oh, it's, I need, you know, I'm, I'm trapped and I need some help. You say, okay, you help them. And then, that, but that always led you to having to kill that person anyway. Mm. Yeah. So. The, well, and we saw it all the time on The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. which is if you're, if you treat others well, you die. Mm-hmm. And yet every time we see folks who embody the opposite of that viewpoint, we end up with the governor or Negan or the cannibals. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, you can't be, you can't be someone who is compassionate and merciful. Um, but then again, if you're, if you lose all compassion and lose all mercy, you're dead too. Mm-hmm. Because our Scott heroes will Gimble kill you. said something really interesting on the talking dead last week after mm-hmm. you had left. Um, because they were talking about, like, what's going to be the appeal of Negan. And he said that the way you should almost think about Negan is if we had started six years ago with Negan waking up in his bedroom and starting this journey the way Rick did, mm-hmm. 
we would be at this point like going, well, there's these new, this new threat, and they came and killed a, a whole group of our people, and oh, okay, you know, sure. So in a way, we're gonna. I think from what he's saying, we're gonna see a part side of me, you know, like this is a mirror of our group, and we already saw that with the Carol episode. Sure, with Alicia Witt, right, and Carol. So, um, that's going to be really interesting. But that's not the show we're talking about. No, no, and we don't have we don't have, we're still in that weird place where we saw we know more than the characters do about mm-hmm. the world they're in. They're playing catch up to what we know, which is a weird thing to do in storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a hard it's it's a bad trope in bad horror films where the audience knows who the killer is before the heroes do, mm-hmm. and you're sitting there going. Why are the heroes so stupid they can't tell who the killer is? And this is kind of the same thing where... Occasionally it's a bad trope. Occasionally it's a great trope. Well, if it's handled well, but it's generally not. If we need... I I think I need need them to actually have a purpose at this point. Because we've had a whole season of them reacting to the the world following. Mm -hmm. And now they're just sort of... We don't know where we're going. We don't know what we're doing. And it's Mm -hmm. story-wise... That's perfectly fine right now, actually. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the, with the characters, with who the characters the, are. It goes back to the whole, we've already done this once. Yeah. We did this once. Yeah. The whole, like, first three seasons of The Walking Dead were, well, what do we do now? Like, we'll just go try to find a place to stay. <laughs> and we had so much fun hate-watching those seasons. So, I mean, and even for, I'm, so I hope that we don't do that. I hope we don't spend another six... This is a six-episode series again, right? Yeah, I think so. I hope we don't spend another six episodes going, well, what are we going to do now? Should we like, find a place? Like, well, I found this place, but it's full of dickholes, so we're going to shoot them all up and get back on our boat. <laughs> I hope that we can get... Well, we have that show. Isn't that, isn't that The Last Ship? Isn't I... It, uh, yeah, I mean, so... I don't know. It's, it's We need to... There's there's still mysteries in this show. You know, it's like we kind of need to know who Strand is. We kind of need to know what his agenda is because after a while, I think it's going to get real tiring of him just being. I've got a great voice, and I'm going to tell you what to do. And Welcome to Cinemark Theater. Yes, <laughs> he does have a great voice, <laughs> and it was it was really weird that last season he's introduced in the last two episodes of the show. Mm-hmm. He just felt, he came but out of see, nowhere. No, I totally get why they did that because he is such a compelling character. Oh yeah, I know, I know, I know. But in terms of in terms of you know the mystery, well, now we've gotten him established. We've got up to the degree of you know, here's my house, here's my toys. I'm very wealthy. I'm very powerful. Blah blah blah. I've I mean, saved you. Um, I think we need to start figuring out who he is pretty quickly. Or, I think I have this feeling he might be a drug addict as well. And I will tell you that it is because several times during the course of this episode, they were like, has anyone seen Strand sleep? And on more than one occasion, he came out of a room either from either talking to himself or sniffing really hard on his nose. It's entirely... Well, he, he could very easily be taking something to stay awake, which mm-hmm. is a really dumb idea, by the way. Um, this well, is going to set himself up for... Because Madison went and, and like basically was like, go sleep. Nobody's going to throw you overboard. <laughs> but... I don't think he believes that. I don't think he believes that. No. Either. I don't know. It's I don't think he has any reason not to because these people are the whitest white people. <laughs> like there are there are two, three white people in the cast. And mm-hmm. these are the whitest white 
people. Like, all of them are just like, you know, Travis is like, oh, should we, should we have a sandwich? Should we have a sandwich? I'm going to bring my son a sandwich. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I'm going to placate my son. And, you know, Madison is like, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah. I I feel like I want to walk, want to like this show, but it's making some of the same mistakes, a lot of the same mistakes that early Walking Dead did. So I don't know. Um, We'll see what happens. So we watched it. Uh, Tell us what you think. If you agree or disagree, Um, you can follow us on Sci Fi for Me and Horror for Me, and you can find us on Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest. And Google Plus and Tumblr. I think we still have Google. I think we still have Google Plus. It's still a thing. I hear. Really? Like I know that they. I have a Google one. I have a Google Plus because when you when you subscribe to like when you want to subscribe to YouTube, they force you. Right. Oh yeah. But that's the only reason. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. You can you can find us there. Uh, Dustin and I do this. We do other reviews uh, for the for horror for me and sci fi for me. We'd love to have you check us out, and and we hope you enjoy this. We'll be back next week with more of uh, Fear of the Walking Dead. This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2016 by Flaming Dog Media LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. This is Sci-Fi For Me Radio. 